Life without love is like a bee without honey or a song without a melody. Our purpose in living is found in love. Love can sting and sometimes seem absent, but it always matters. Love is a journey formed spontaneously or over time. Join us for the next 30 minutes as we step into Love Matters. Hello everybody and welcome to Love Matters. You are here today with the G4, of course, and we are talking about friends yeah my so, friends friends <laughs> amigos <laughs> i'm nina i'm jay i'm Darrell, and i am Kay. hello welcome get comfy put your feet up for the next half hour you'll be on the g4 flight talking about friends talking about friends <laughs> and since we're on love matters what does love have to do with friends why can't you have friends that you just love to hate do you have any friends? <laughs> Those are called frenemies. Those frenemies. Are called frenemies. Yeah. Frenemies. I have friends that I just love to hate. But oh, that's not what friendship is about. Okay. And that's definitely not what friends and love is about. Because when you have friends and you have friends that you really should love, then there's a certain way that you should treat them. There's some things that you should expect from them. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the flow anybody wasn't going there, there. Anybody there? I would like to think that my friends have love for me. Because I got love for them. Uh, absolutely. I hope that your friends have love for you. What about you, Jay? <laughs> I would hope so in a not weird type of way. Mm-hmm. Although we like to joke about that all the time. Some people say their friends don't have to love them. They just have to respect them. I don't want. I don't care if my friends love me. I just care that they respect me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. I made a face. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, but no. No, friends should be friends that you love. So whether you're uh, in an intimate relationship or whether you're in a friendship relationship that is not intimate, love still is the guiding factor in friends. Love guides everything. And even in friendships, love should be the guiding rule. But friendships are intimate. Friendships are intimate? Oh, I like that. They are. Why? Because I feel like we use that word intimate to only describe one aspect of being intimate, and that's a physical intimacy. However, there is a spiritual intimacy, a mental intimacy, an emotional intimacy, and I can keep going. And I feel like Mm. when you have real down-home, true-to-heart friends, you have those other intimacies. Well, it's it's like they they say with... Now, they use this most of the time as far as romantic relationships go, but it, in some ways it applies to friends, too, that there's like those three stages. Like you said, you got the spiritual, emotional and physical. And the problem that so many of us make is we go in the opposite order. Spiritual. So it's supposed to go spiritual. You connect on those deep levels, on those core things. Then when you get into the emotional side, that's kind of like the intellectual, getting to know their their quirks, who they are, their personality and things. Now, I mean, if you're going then to the physical level, of course, that's that's going more into actual romantic relationships. But what a lot of people do is they switch that and they go the opposite direction. Well, duh, because they're looking for love. They don't want to love nobody they don't like. It's just like, that's ugly. It's just like, come here and get real friendly <laughs> with me right now. I need some loving on. They don't want to <laughs> love somebody they think is ugly. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like friendships are very intimate things because for most of us, our friends are who know 
the intimate Ooh. dirty secrets. Like, I know your little dirty secrets. Not even secrets. the secrets. They know like like for instance when you have like a tragedy, your friends are there and most of the time know what you need or they are working on trying to figure out what you need to get you through that patch or those are the ones you share your intimate feelings with really to tell you the truth the feelings that you're afraid to share with someone else because you can go through bad times or good times and still have feelings of anger feelings that you don't know what they are feelings of jealousy feelings of a whole lot of things Mm -hmm. that we just don't that's dirty laundry that you don't really put out Mm -hmm. there a lot now that makes me think of how there's um I, I wish I could remember where it was that I saw it, but they talk about different levels of friendships um, and the varying degrees of, as we were saying, intimacy that go with that. So like at the base level, you've got casual friends, you know, just kind of your acquaintances, the ones you see maybe on a day-by-day basis. Maybe they're, they are like your coworkers and you do fun stuff, and, and, but it's, not, it's nothing really that deep. It's just superficial stuff. Then from there, you go into common friends. So these are the ones that are, okay, now you, you really do see them on a, even more of a regular basis. You have some common interests. Uh, you get deeper into the relationship. Then you get into, oh, man, I'm trying to remember what the other names for these were. Then it's close friends. Close friends next. Close friends are like the ones where you maybe only have maybe at the max five, if even that, because they're the ones now that you've known for a while and you really can share a lot more in depth with and get closer then the last one that they called it covenant friends and these are the ones who know you just about better than Those everybody else that's in the thick. <laughs> and often they say covenant friends there's maybe only one yeah. in your entire life and they say if that covenant friend is somebody of the opposite sex they usually say that that's probably the person you should end up marrying <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that level of, of closeness is kind of, at that point, getting into potentially what you would see maybe in a deeper relationship anyway. So that's why they say that that if it's somebody who's the opposite sex of you, then that's what you might have to consider, especially if you do or don't already have somebody in that capacity, the risk taking there. But then it, just as far as like best friends go, that's like the perfect example. Oh, I love those levels of friendship. That was really good, Jay. Wow, I'm impressed with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Stroke my ego. Oh, so then that takes away that, that saying that says that, especially in uh, – opposite sex relationships that we're too good of a friends we don't want to mess up this friendship but that's really the friendship that isn't messed up and maybe that is a friendship that you should engage with that person Mm -hmm. because you are coveted friends in that way i think people say that because they know that they're not attracted to that person in a way that they think they should be or a way that they think that they're told they should be so they go oh no we're just too good of a friends but really they don't want to admit that i'm not attracted sexually to that person or physically yeah or like somebody that knows they're just not ready to be in a relationship yeah it could be either one of Mm -hmm. those yeah yeah and they talk about the risk of some of the conflict that can come into play if you've got a covenant friend who is the opposite sex and the, but you're also like married at the same time because they say that okay now sometimes you're sharing sometimes things with that other friend that really should only be shared with the person that you're really connected to and because when they talk about like when we talk about cheating you know most of the time we think of like physical adultery 
But there is such a thing as emotional adultery too, where you're really you're connecting on that deeper level with somebody who is not the person you're married to or just your partner, however, however it is these days. And um, the rift potentially that can come about because of that, because of how it's like, hey, you're sharing with them more than you're sharing with me. I mean, it's one thing when it's like your best bud. I don't even think bud. that it's more. I think it's certain things too. When you are in a marriage or even just in a relationship moving to that point that people don't consider other the other person's feelings in the sense of you confided in somebody else when you should be confiding in me and the more that you do confide in someone else who is not your partner the more you become connected to them emotionally the more Mm -hmm. you become connected to them for affirming you and and getting to know you Mm -hmm. and so therefore the rift comes because of those reasons you're not building and nurturing and sustaining this relationship because you put it somewhere else emotionally Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. We can do that with friends sometimes, too. I see Darrell nodding his head on that one. That was pretty good, huh, Darrell? (laughs) (laughs) But I think the person that you should be best friends with first and foremost is yourself. If you cannot, yeah, yeah, we right there. If you (laughs) cannot be your own best friend, then how, how you can you be somebody else's best friend? Well, how can you expect someone to be your best friend? Because you don't even know how to befriend yourself first. Ooh, you don't know how to treat yourself first. You don't know what to expect from yourself first. You don't even have your own thoughts with yourself first. You're always looking for someone else to, to do that for you. And then you wonder why you would get disappointed. Uh, It just made me think. It's like, come on, homie. Let's go treat ourselves to a milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) And how many people can't do that? How many people cannot say to themselves, come on, homie. Let's go treat ourselves (laughs) to a milkshake. I had a friend that made fun of me because I went out to eat by myself. Yeah. And and she was like, you're out to eat by yourself? And I was like, yeah. What? And I was like, well, why not? (laughs) I am my own best friend. I was hungry. When we see people who are sitting there by themselves, like reading a newspaper or having their own meal what do we think oh they look so lonely why do they have to look so lonely i don't even think that and i think that's because i'd just be doing that myself so <laughs> i mean like there's a person that knows where it's at <laughs> yeah people won't go to the movies by themselves they won't go to social events by themselves i think right yeah. now i love it that people are going to proms by themselves because they figure hey i'm cool I'm, cool. <laughs> I'm totally people that cool. Go to the clubs by themselves. Does mm-hmm. that count? I said I know people that go to the club. Well, by that themselves. that sometimes could be motivating. I'm gonna go to the club <laughs> by I'm myself, gonna, and I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna leave by myself because <laughs> I'm gonna hook up with somebody. <laughs> My headphones came off on that one. Yes, that's true. No, like I know people that will go out to just have like I mean they may meet up with people when they get there, but they don't feel like they have to. Like when I go out, I'm driving with somebody. Like I'm arriving with somebody. That I don't do by myself. Yeah, that's funny, but I but will go to the movies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> I go to the movies all the time by myself. And people are like, really? You go to the movies? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean. Uh, to, you don't have someone annoying you telling you what the movie yeah. is. Hey, hey, pipe down. That's and be, me. And to be honest, when I think about it, like, you know, movie experience, while you're actually watching the movie, you're not engaging with anybody else anyway. At least I'd hope not. I mean, at least for me. You have people that can't sit home by themselves. They got to have somebody there with them. I mean, (laughs) because they have never learned how to befriend themselves first. They have never learned about themselves. I think we got that only child syndrome. 
that's why we oh, could be that could, by yeah, ourselves. That could be, yeah. Well, I wasn't an only child. I was one child of seven, and I definitely adore being by myself. How about that, you? That could be the opposite the reaction, though. You have a sibling. I prefer to be by myself. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and that's why we're the G four. <laughs> and tying back into uh, the conversation we had on our uh, difficult conversations, where I brought up personality type stuff, I think sometimes too, it's for people who are naturally more ones to keep to themselves. It, I think it can be easier to become best friends with yourself because you're you're used to that interaction when it's just you around whereas people who are more naturally outgoing more social people it might be more difficult because it's like i gotta have these other people around and they spend so much time engaging with others that they don't take the time to engage with themselves as much mm-hmm. so it'd be a different interplay between where people stand mm-hmm. i think that you guys when you talked about um nina you brought up the thing about intimate friendships and you put it at the covenant the covenant Covenant, not coveted relationships. Covenant, like covenant, covenant, covenant like you're in a you. covenant, covenant relationships. Yeah. Those two things, there's something that happens in those relationships and the people that engage in them. Those are people that in that relationship, they definitely enrich one another. Yeah. They definitely bring a great value to one another in those relationships. And if you can't enrich one another, if you can't bring that value to one another, you'll never get to that point of intimacy and you'll never covenant. You'll never You'll, you'll never come into covenant relations. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it has to be about enriching one another. You both are bringing something to the table that the other one, here we go to that friend in need, is a friend indeed, that the other one needs, and you fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's like I have to laugh at how my best friend and I, how, okay, so he's married now, has his own place, and he's got a kid on the way, and yet he still wants me to come over and hang out and, like, you know, spend the night at his place. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just kind of like no different than you and Nina going to TJ and Lindsay's Lindsay's and staying over and spending the night. How is it different? Or how Son would have me come over and stay the night when they lived over out in the apartments. It's totally different. And Sunshine would still come here to you guys' house and stay the night. How's it totally different? I used to go when they lived in Enola. How's it different? It's just different. <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds different, but it's totally the same. Jew. Mean, Jew slept over. Jew stays over. <laughs> Rel said, no. Go ahead, Jay. I affirm that relationship. <laughs> no, it just it makes me laugh because it reminds me of how my dad was just like, okay, you guys are in your 20s now and you're still having sleepovers. That's, that's, <laughs> Is that why that's you're like, laughing? That's, <laughs> it's like, that's not something you should be doing as adults. And I'm like, who says? Exactly. Who says I still have sleepovers? Graham will come over and stay over. I mean, we still will watch movies all night. I miss my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't as an adult. I wouldn't call it a sleepover anymore. It's like I'm just gonna come over and chill and crash at your place. So I say it more classy, so it doesn't sound so. Oh, that made it better. Because he said I'm just gonna crash at the like. I'm just gonna crash. It's the the same thing, but it's the way we say it that I think you know uh, takes our perception (laughs) of. Look at Ro validating. Ro was like. Yeah, yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's how we say those things. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> For one of our G4 members, we have to say it accurately. 
Oh my god. But yeah, I absolutely agree that why why do when you get older do you have to let go of some of the things that was the basis of your friendship to begin with? Mm-hmm. And those were some of your most intimate moments. Those were the times when you were most free to be who you were with yeah. that person. Shoot, tell your dad, your dad know when that baby come, your friend gonna wanna crash at your house a couple yeah. nights just to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean for us at least it was the whole fact that I mean Growing up and now today, we, I mean, he lives down in Wrightsville now and I live up in, near Wellsville. I mean, yeah, it's 45 see. minutes at least. So anytime as kids. <laughs> anytime I'm coming over, I'm staying over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime as kids, we always, and it, it's funny how it's reversed now because as a kid, he would always come over to my place and he would sleep at my place. Now that we're older and he has his own house and everything, I'll stay at his place. So the roles are oh, reversed. It's but more it's freedom. freedom. Yeah, exactly. It's the I'm same, it's the same principle. But you raised a question in my mind and an issue in my mind and a challenge to my thinking. And friendships do challenge one another. But can you find or is it wrong if you don't find everything that you need in that uh, husband because he's husband and wife? So he still needs other relationships Mm -hmm. outside of that husband and wife relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that because... As husbands and wives, because I'm married 30-something years, 30 years, you still look to one another for certain things, but it's okay to have friends for other things. Mm -hmm. My husband is just learning that it's okay to have friends (laughs) for other things. I don't even want to talk about it. Moving on. But it's okay that you still have friends that fill certain areas of your life. Right, because I think when you're married like that, I mean, that relationship is one of the closest you could ever have. But there's just some things that I don't think it was meant to fulfill. There, there's some th- some areas that you need those other areas of influence. I will be the first to admit that I am not funny the way Rel's friends are funny. And I do not get Rel to crack up the way his friends get him to crack <laughs> up. And he needs that. I think that's important, and I know that. He knows that. He's sitting there just grinning happily as you <laughs> say And just that. like, I need my girlfriends. Like, I, sorry. Sorry, guys. We're getting real, but there is nothing like having that friend that when the time of the month comes and you can just cry and I moan knew, and complain and I be knew like, girl. You were going there. <laughs> girl. And they just get you. No man understands that. <laughs> We all, we all be just like, I'm running away. Or they will go to the store and buy your little personal items for you, though. But they do not understand. Real things I'm being so dramatic when that hits. And I'm like in bed, like, don't touch. Don't, I don't want to move. I don't even want to get out of bed. It is. So we do need different friends for different areas of our lives. And it doesn't mean that we make exchanges for who people are. We don't displace who other people are in our lives. It's just like the the friendships that we have with our parents. We don't displace our parents as our friends and absolutely think that they're only there for parental reasons. They're also there to be our friends, especially at certain stages of life. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's more or less when you're in adulthood. Because yeah. it's at certain stages in life. Yeah, if, you're, if your parents are your friends as kids but never actually act as parents, that could be a problem. So, in friendships, and let's talk about these intimate friendships, whether they're intimate with your husband, whether they're intimate with your best friend, whatever those intimate and covenanted friendships. Mm. Covenanted. Mm. I should have used that. That word is like crazy. I I should know that word very well. But let's talk about those friendships and other things that happen in them. So, in those friendships, those are friendships where you shouldn't keep secrets from one another. 
I think that those are friendships that mm-hmm. if you do find that you have to keep a secret from that person, maybe you need to start asking yourself, why do I feel the need to keep a secret from this person? I would keep secrets from my best friend because I wouldn't want to hear her mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to hear what they have to say about it. Exactly. And she knows yeah. and I know. And yeah. then we would wait like three days later and be like, so remember that conversation we had the other day? Because <laughs> that, that makes me think of something that, I mean... With like covenant friendship, since you know each other so well, it might come a time where you don't tell them because I'm like, I already know what they're going to say. And I'm <laughs> well, what's like, really trifling about us is we'll do that because we th- we're like, oh, I don't want to hear it. I know what they're going to say. But then we only fooling ourselves because the other one knows we're lying. <laughs> and then we, as soon as like the, a couple days will pass and be like, remember that conversation? Be like, girl, I know you was lying. I was just waiting for when you was ready. <laughs> but now the funny thing I've discovered on that is I have had times where. I brought something up to my friend, and I thought I was almost sure he was going to react in a certain way, but he didn't. He reacted completely different, and I was like, "Huh? Are you growing up?" Uh, yeah, but I, I was like, "I did not expect you to actually see it that way on this issue." And when you did that, there was a lesson in there. Do you know what the lesson in there was? Don't they, assume. Oh. Don't assume, but you learn to trust the friendship more. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. You really do. You right. absolutely learn to trust a friendship more and you absolutely then learn to look at that person in the friendship differently and you realize that you don't know everything about them and you can't be presumptuous in that friendship. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's what made me actually have a friendship with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Really? Like, yeah, because when you're a kid, you know that certain things are going to come from a disciplinarian side but as an adult when you have to bring certain situations to your parents you know like okay they can't they can't beat me they can't put me on punishment (laughs) no more spankings and i'm in my own house so i can't get kicked out so you can say like you can bring certain things to the table and listen constructively and hope that they listen constructively and kind of go from there but their response isn't Oh, I'm so disappointed. Once you're an adult, usually it's more like, okay, well, now here we are with this situation and (laughs) this is how we move forward. And this is what I would do or whatever. And you get that advice side instead of that. Oh, my God, you did what? Like, (laughs) Because I think that when you get to those intimate friendships and I must use Jay's word again, those covenanted friendships, there's something in there that totally changes. And you know what that is? You realize that you're not negotiating for anything you're not bargaining with this person for anything Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you realize that we all have a same vested interest what is to the best interest of this person that i'm being friends with what is to the best interest of us in this relationship and it becomes interest-based more than it has than, than it becomes anything else I think the other part, and it goes back to you saying, like, how can you want someone to be your best friend if you don't want to be your best friend? Um, And in the sense of, I think as we get older and we have those friendships, we also not only become more comfortable with the friendships, we become more comfortable with ourselves to be ourselves in those friendships and and you realize that other person is not your enemy that other person is just like you that you want your best interest and you receive what they're saying and you start too. to respect and have a different um regard for your friend because you realize that they're coming into their own as well and so they're doing that alongside of you because we all here have 
childhood friendships that we have at least one person that we can say for the most part we've come up with we've we've gone through <laughs> like the storms with and everything else and I think you realize like well they're coming into their own just like I am so what what did I need coming into my own like they're gonna need those things too and I think those make stronger bonds when you realize like we're all going through the same things when it's the same age and things like that no I agree with you. Oh, okay. I agree because those are the things. No, I agree because those are the things that connect you. Those are the things that keep you connected. And I don't know about you all, but I've had friendships, and they're still eternal friendships right now. Meaning they're lasting. Now I'm still living. You know, we're living in eternity right now. Everybody knows that, right? Okay, so you have these. Et- <laughs> you just thought you throw that one in there. That <laughs> yeah, sounds like some spiritual matters. Roll that in there. Um, that you sometimes can get disconnected. But just because you're disconnected in certain thoughts or you may be disconnected in certain seasons, it's because of those things that you spoke about that you still are connected. There's something there that is a connection that even though other things may disconnect you in agreement or in thoughts or even distance physically, there's still this connected bond. One of my best friends I don't even talk to every day. I've known her since kindergarten, but... As soon as we talk, it's like we never left. It's like you never <laughs> left. Yep. You never yep. left. Like, that's, that's what I'm it's not like about. we're like exactly. funky because, oh, where have you been at? And no, we both know like we got crazy lives. We got things going on. We both have always worked and always done different things in life, different activities. So like when we link up, it is strictly like catching up and planning for the next. <laughs> like, yeah, and you don't even plan for the next. You say, okay, well, whenever we get together next time, we know that we're together. Yeah, we together. always try to have these like month dates and it never works. And then we're always like, <laughs> <laughs> like it'll never work. But we do. And then we have a great time in that moment. Mm-hmm. I think the other the other thing that is amazing that I find in these intimate uh, friendships, covenanted friendships, is that when you do have a wound, they will heal. That when you have things that wound you in those type of friendships, they do heal. Sometimes you may separate for a moment because of the wound or because of whatever it was that hurt. Uh, but because you have that connection, because you have that bond, you miss them so much and you know that this isn't going to work. <laughs> I have to find a way to heal this. It, it It isn't going to work. I have to find a way to connect back because I'm missing a part of me. You have become so connected as friends. A part of you gets missing. That just makes me think of how often as kids, like if I get really like irritated or angry with my friend, what would happen? He's, he would start doing something or other to make me laugh. And I'd be, I'd be just like, you know, I'd be like, like I hate you so much right now, but this is so fun. And he would do it all the time. And then, like, afterwards, when I'd actually calm down and everything, I'd just be like, mm, a little sucker. It's like, like, he did it again. But, I mean, that's, yeah, that's how a relationship, relationship went. And, I mean, yeah, that there were times where that that caused some tension between us because of my annoyance that he would ten- have that tendency to do that to defuse my um, my anger but in the long run it's kind of like it's not really that big of a deal and it's, in most ways it's more funny than everything anything else just that, that coping mechanism all I know is my best pre- my best friend my best a win <laughs> moment my best friend has prepared me for some fights of a lifetime <laughs> cause that is somebody that I'm not afraid to fight with and it's like we can 
girl. That's good. <laughs> if you have that really, really good friend. And that's yeah, what happens man. with parents and kids. That's what happens with husband and wives. That's what happens with best friends. You're not afraid to fight with that person. You're absolutely not she afraid. She has absolutely prepared me for the fights of a lifetime sometimes. And I say that being like now, you know, when you're married and even before when you get into relationships i mean you can get into some pretty heated things and me and my best friend have been through some really heated situations and some like really like deep intense (laughs) arguments and not even well arguments or venting so i don't even know what you want to call them because some things we're arguing and some things it's like just getting it off your chest and then being like okay did you get what you need to get off your chest yep all right all right let's go be best friends again (laughs) that's that's harder for me to do that because of being a sensing feeling type that i don't like conflict inherently so if something like that happens i tend to dwell on it well and that's what i mean i don't like conflict but with my best friend like i would avoid and I, i mean avoid 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 at all costs and she knows it until she would literally track me down and corner me and then literally be like, what is wrong with it? And so I'd be like, like straight <laughs> lash out, just total lash out. And then she'd be like, okay, okay, well, I'm sorry. Okay, well, this is why this was this way and this was this. Okay, so are we done? Yeah, we're done. We good? Like, <laughs> literally, because other than that, I would be avoiding all types of arguments and conflicts forever. Interesting. Real story. <laughs> Real story, real friends, real relationships, and they only are good when you can have those deep connections. They only are good when you can have those intimate, very intimate moments. Those are the covenant friendships that we want to seek after. Those are the covenant friendships. <laughs> covenant. La, 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 la. Why don't you say that word for me every time I want to just, say it? Just covenant. Those are the covenant friendships that we... It still sounds like you're saying covenant. 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 Yeah, covenant, right? Covenant. C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T. Covenant. Those are the covenant friendships that we want to pursue. And everyone should at least have the experience, I believe, in having one of them. Yeah. I am Kay. I am Jay. I'm Nina. I am Darrell. Thank you for tuning in to Love Matters. We long to have an eternal love affair with you. Love is the essence that remains when we are gone. To continue the conversation, join us at www.bwmradio.com. There you will find our email, Twitter, and Facebook links. Also, be sure to tune in to our sibling podcast, Difficult Matters and Spiritual Matters. For now, help us keep love in the air.